Hi, I'm Courtney, and this is truly a coincidence. Today's story is about two young women in Georgia that went missing. Their names are Natalie Jones and Hannah Truelove. We're going to talk about Natalie Pearl Jones first. She disappeared on July 4-5-2020 around 10.30 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. That's why um, I stayed at July 4th late at night or July 5th very early during that day. She was a 27-year-old mom of two boys. She was last seen in Opelika, Alabama near River Chase Tribe. She had driven from Heard County, Georgia to Jackson's Cap, Alabama to celebrate the 4th of July with her friends. And that's when she was last seen. She is about five foot three inches tall and weighs 130 pounds. She has blue eyes and brown hair with blonde highlights. She has multiple tattoos referencing her sons. Isaac on her left wrist, Trent on her right wrist, a star diagram from shoulder to shoulder on her back, along with Trent and a baby footprint on her right foot. She was last seen wearing a pink blouse with white shorts and black sandals with a bow. She has a very distinctive car. It's a hot pink four-door Chevrolet Cavalier with a blue stripe. So her car should be have been very easy to spot, but she has been missing since July 4th, and so far, at least the police haven't um, released any information about anyone seeing her car or anything, which that's a bit suspicious to me considering it's a hot pink car. You don't really see that many hot pink cars around. So that's a little concerning. Um, the car's license plate is a Georgia license plate and the number is RVE6177. So if anyone sees her car or sees even, I guess, just a pink Chevrolet Cavalier, especially with a blue stripe, um, just call 911 or 706-675-3329. Since her disappearance, her family has not stopped searching for her. They have tried to retrace her steps on the day that she disappeared. WRBL News 3 got the chance to talk to Natalie's sister, Jessica Bishop, and she had to say, What we've done as a family is just hours on the road, driving the route she may have taken, going down dirty roads in Franklin. We have just done a lot of driving. Officials say Natalie sent a text message to a friend saying, quote, I made it, thanks, but where she made it to is still a mystery. That is kind of scary that she made it somewhere and then her car hasn't been spotted. I mean, hot pink with a blue stripe is pretty distinctive. Not many people have hot pink cars with blue stripes. Um, so I'm pretty sure her family is really concerned at this point. Um, and pretty much at this point, there's no more information that the police have made available to the public or that they even know. Um, it's been a little over two months that Natalie has been missing. Um, again, her car is very distinctive. It's hot pink, four-door. It's a Chevrolet Cavalier. It has a blue stripe. 
The car's license plate is RVE6177. It, um, it's a George's license plate. I mean, even if you see a car that matches the description that doesn't have the same license plate, I would still call to make sure. Um, I'm pretty sure the police can check, like, VIN numbers and stuff like that. The VIN number would be the same even if they changed the tag. Whoever possibly had the car, um, I don't know. I'm just throwing scenarios out there. I don't know anything for sure, you know. I'm just throwing suggestions out there um but her family is just asking anyone with information on her whereabouts or anyone that's seen her car or knows about her car's whereabouts to please contact the police you can call lieutenant dan boswell at 706-675-3329 or call 911 Okay, so now we're going to talk about Hannah Truelove. The GBI in Cleveland, Georgia, and the Hall County Sheriff's Office are investigating the murder of 16-year-old Hannah Truelove on August 23, 2012 to August 24, 2012. Hannah was a student at Gainesville High School in Gainesville, Georgia. Hannah lived with her mother at the Lake Lanier Club Apartments in Gainesville, Georgia. She was reported missing on August 23, 2012, and was discovered murdered in a wooded area behind the Lake Lindner Club Apartments on August 24, 2012. The apartment complex that she lived in with her mother, it was a gated complex, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the gate wasn't either broken or just left open. On August 22nd, that was um, two days before her body was found, she tweeted, I need to move out of these dang apartments. The following day, she was seen hanging out with some of her fellow teenage friends who lived in the same complex, so that would have been August 23rd. She was last seen sitting at a picnic table with her friends around 7.30 p.m. She never returned home as planned. By 10 p.m., after her mother was unable to locate her or contact her, she reported her missing. Around 24 hours later, a man taking a walk through the woods near the apartment complex spotted Hannah's body buried under leaves. She had been brutally stabbed multiple times. The case was immediately shifted to a homicide investigation. At first, it appeared that investigators had many leads to work with. Hannah's father told the police that somebody who rode the same school bus as her could have harmed her. Hannah apparently would often be apprehensive of going to school because she didn't want to ride the school bus. Her father believed that a person on the bus might have threatened her in her past. Many people also believe that Hannah's Twitter account provided potential clues. On August 12, 2012, she tweeted, I got me an ugly ass stalker. Six days later, on August 18, 2012, she tweeted, So scared right now, and every time we talk, I feel sick. Five days later, she was murdered. It is unclear who those tweets were directed towards, but they have led many to believe that Hannah might have been murdered by the stalker she had referenced on the 12th. Which, I mean, she could have been, I mean, stalkers normally do end up harming the um, person they are stalking. Or then again, she was 16. So a lot of people, younger people, they'll be like, oh, this person's like stalking me or whatever. Like if you're like copying them or whatever. Um, so that doesn't necessarily mean that um, 
she was literally being stalked by a stalker. It could have just been um, nothing really serious, and she was just calling the person a stalker. And according to Hall County Sheriff Sergeant Dan Franklin, he doesn't believe that the tweets are related to her murder, and he also thinks that they have more to do with teenage drama rather than um, it being an actual stalker, but who knows. Another potential lead came from a sighting of a man in a small silver four-door car at the apartment complex the evening that Hannah disappeared. This man still remains unidentified to this day, but investigators believe that he could be connected to the crime. Like I said earlier, it was a gated um, apartment complex, but that doesn't mean that the gate wasn't broken or that the gate wasn't open. So that doesn't necessarily mean that he had to live there um, at the apartment complex. And literally since they couldn't find him to get in contact with him, I highly doubt that he actually did live at the apartment complex because if he did, you think that the car would have obviously made it back to that apartment complex somehow. So in my mind, I'm thinking it's maybe someone who didn't live there. Because if they live there, they would have to park their car there again. I don't see how the police could miss that. So, I'm not sure. But the police are urging anyone who might have seen this man on August 23rd, 2012 to come forward with any potential information. Shortly after Hannah's body was discovered, Hannah's mother made the statement to a local news station. Hannah's mother stated, I would like to leave a message to anyone who may have information about Hannah's death, to please come forward and help me end this nightmare. I am haunted by Hannah's death, as any mother can understand. Please help my family by coming forward with your information, even if that information is about your son or daughter. I feel sure you know that they can't come to grips with Hannah's death until they were truthful about what happened. We can't go back and save Hannah, but we can honor her memory and bring closure to her tragic death. I pray to Almighty God you were willing to do with for Hannah, even though you may not have known her. I know in my heart Hannah would have done the same for you. Sincerely, Hannah's mother. Sheriff's Office spokesman Sergeant Stephen Wilbank said, Part of the problem is lack of cooperation from persons of interest. There are some people who have not cooperated with the investigation who we'd very much like to talk to, he said. Wilbanks described a vehicle that the investigators have considered a lead, a late 1990s to early 2000s four-door car, possibly a Chevrolet or a Dodge. It's light silver with a white or lighter shade of silver driver's door and with heavy damage to the front. We're hoping someone who knows about the vehicle being in the area, regardless of the condition that it's in now, they might come forward with that information, Wilbanks said. In 2017, Officer Franklin said, while there have been no arrests, the case just needs a couple of little pieces to the puzzle or somebody getting a conscience to come forward. He said he believes that there are people who know something about the case. Franklin continues to work with a GBI agent assigned to True Love's case to pursue all leads. In the past year, investigators have gone back over all the evidence using technology that's been developed since 2012 hoping to uncover some new leads. Investigators believe that the case could turn on someone who is moved by a conscience or on someone who may have had a falling out with the killer and come forward, he said. 
At a press conference in 2015, investigators said critical crime scene evidence, including blood from the stabbing, may have been washed away by heavy rains that occurred between True Love's disappearance and the discovery of her body. Which, um, a lot of the times when people stab someone, I'm not sure how many times she was stabbed. I couldn't find that. It just said that she was stabbed multiple times. So, a lot of the times when people are stabbing people, um, their hands will slip or whatever, and they'll accidentally cut themselves. Um, and sometimes their blood will get mixed in with, um, the victim's blood, or they'll just leave blood somewhere else. Um, but since it rained so much and had heavy rains, it probably washed away some of that evidence. So, yeah, that's very sad that it rained. She had been found only a quarter mile from her home, directly behind the complex. So she was very, very close to her house. Um... Any information about the crime should be sent directly to the Hall County Sheriff's Office. And one more time, I'm just going to list the car, so um, the details of the car. So if anyone has possibly seen this or knows whereabouts or knew someone who had a car like that in 2012, because that's when this happened, um, maybe we can figure something out and you can call the um hall county sheriff's office if you have any information so again the vehicle is a late 1990s to early 2000s four-door car it's possibly a chevrolet or a dodge it's light silver with a white or lighter shade of silver driver's door with heavy damage to the front so, if anyone has seen that vehicle or knew someone who had that vehicle who lived in the um, Gainesville area, just anywhere in North Georgia, um, a lot of people do go to Lake Lanier to just go to the lake. So, that doesn't necessarily mean this person even had to live in Gainesville. They could have lived anywhere in North Georgia. They could have been all the way in Canton. They could be in Woodstock. They could... um be in just anywhere. They could have been in Cartersville. These could have come from anywhere because Lake Lanier is a tourist. Um, yeah, it's a tourist place where tourists go. So it could have been anyone. So if anyone has seen that vehicle or has any information about just anything, um, call the Hall County Sheriff's Office. And that is all for today. Next time on Truly a Coincidence, I'll be telling the story of two young teenage boys who went missing from California. Their names are Elijah Moore and Enrique Rios. Make sure to join me!